going on, family? This is Brother Technico. We're another episode here, and I'm about to be talking about veganism. And just the, you know, the debates and some of the conversations that I've heard um, surrounding it. And when I became vegan, it wasn't my intention to make this a, a topic or uh, something that I would debate or argue about. It's just a personal decision that I made. That's why you haven't seen me make much content uh, surrounding it. But that doesn't mean I don't know anything about it. And well, let me just, we'll just jump into it. So stay tuned for the uh, for a message uh, for a sponsored thing, whatever. And the intro, we're going to get right into it. going on family brother technico here um yeah so we jumping right into it so one of the things one of the topics that oftentimes comes up and we we're in the western world so that's why i believe it is we pick parts right so one of the things that uh, that comes up for debate is the pig pork pig bacon those things you know what i'm saying uh, and i figured i'd start with the easier one before i delve into the other stuff uh, like soy and its place and alkaline vegan versus this other vegan, this white dude vegan, you know, kind of stuff, right? So let me start with the pork. And the reason, the other reason I'm starting with the pork is I saw a post on social media by Pharma Black um, talking about, well, showing this video of this white dude feeding these pigs and he's giving his point why you don't feed the pigs. He's just like, yeah, I just threw the slop in there. It's covered with maggots and you didn't think they would eat it, but they went in there, fought for it and ate it. This is why you shouldn't eat it, and cows only eat grub, but this is the dirt, you know, a lot of spreading that rhetoric that it's the, you know, the dirtiest creature, and I want to, that's why, and I also want to address this, within the community, I can even admit there are some myths, there are some stereotypes, there are some some things that are not true that are pushed, you know what I'm saying, um, but we have to understand that it's not vegans who've been pushing this. You know what I'm saying? Vegans weren't the ones who started pushing uh, pigs are the dirtiest creatures. I don't even, I'm not even quite sure if it's vegetarians. Um, I'm quite sure it, it was somebody who ate meat. 
I'm quite sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, we didn't really start that, and it's not really a true statement. If anybody remembers the, uh, the piece that Dr. Lila Africa did, um, who also wrote the, um, the African Holistic, uh, I think, Dictionary Bible. That's why I call it the Bible. It's basically my Bible. Um, he even points out the fact, even though he will not tell you to go eat meat or these things, uh, he also points out the fact that the pig is actually one of the more cleaner creatures in the wild. It bathes regularly. It does all those things. It's, again, it's only when it's in captivity that you see it do some of these nasty things and eat some of those things. And my my thinking is is that you've, you've shortened the, the world for these creatures. So, you know, if you shorten the world and you only feed, like, this is not a creature who is accustomed to being fed, to being given scraps. This is a creature who eats when they want, do, do things at their will. But when you restrict that, you, you're changing the mentality. It's like when you put people in prison. You know, there's a lot There's a lot of cleanly people who go to prison. There's people who have a whole world completely different, and then you go in, and, and it changes you because the atmosphere is different. How you do things are different. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have a... a well, in prison, you you should have a toilet in your cell. You know what I'm saying? Jail isn't always like that. Jail, sometimes somebody got to buzz you. So you can go use the bathroom. But now you're in a place where someone else has to tell you when to take a shower, when to take a bathroom, when you can eat, when you cannot eat, all these other kind of things. So it it definitely can change you. We don't need to delve into the specifics, but I think we can easily see that, you know, a change in the environment or crabs in a bucket. That's another good example, because we often talk about that, uh, that metaphor. But again, that metaphor is out of place because, you know, where do you see crabs in a bucket? So when you put them in an unnatural environment and they don't know what to do, you, you can see some of these things. So that's not proof in itself, but, but we see that. But it also uh, generated this other conversation, um, whereas uh, you got people who, well, first of all, <clears throat> when folks encounter and debate, you know, vegans or just even encounter them, I don't think they know the difference between a vegan or a vegetarian. A lot of the times I feel like they make the argument that, you know, vegetarians would make. Um, or you hear some, some really silly arguments like that are way off skelter, which are non-secretor arguments. Don't get me wrong. They're non-secretor, meaning that if you say this uh, to a person who is equally as ignorant or stupid, don't know too much, like it, it can sound really nice. Like when you say things like, Oh, yeah, you guys must want some meat because you got veggie burgers and veggie bacon and all these other kinds of things. And that that is not proof in itself that you want some meat. That's proof in itself that there's there's been a bunch of foods that you that we've been accustomed to. Right. And people want a healthier alternative. It's not so much that you want the meat because it's what's in the meat. It's how the meat is cultivated. It's what the meat is doing to you internally that you don't want. Right. But. We, we can't sit up here and say that we, before convert, like, there's, unless you've been born recently, within the last five years, I would even say, you weren't born a vegan. You were not. It's almost impossible for you to be born a vegan, because it's like you, you know, you drank the breast milk most likely, because I didn't, I actually wasn't breastfed, but most likely you drank the milk of your mother. Now, I do, you know, and it's an, and that's another thing, see, for most of these topics that that you hear, you uh, or the debates, I should say, you, 
people don't understand that we don't drink milk. We that's not something that we really deal with. Um, and the the other question, while people see, always can you know concerned about the facts, right, and the science. Uh, can anybody show me the science of other creatures drinking another creature's milk? We don't do that. And there's actually a certain point, and as it pertains to black people, this is science again. Science. After about two years old, we're not able to break down milk the same way that we are as a baby. Like so, even for like, especially I would say for black people, it's important for us to move away from the dairy. Like the dairy doesn't do much for us because we really, we particularly cannot break that down. You know what I'm saying? That's why lactose intolerance is so quote unquote rampant. Um, you can yes, you can find cultures in Africa that have used milk or aware, but this is not a first of all, it's not a principal thing. It's not something that they eat with every meal. Um, and yeah, that's just you know that's just kind of how it goes. But I don't, I don't think people really understand that. But let's go back a little bit just so I can focus on this pig topic and the conversations that arose uh, from it. No, we don't want. Um, to eat meat, you know, why you get a meat substitute. I oftentimes question if these people have even really dealt with a vegan or have only seen a vegan online and kind of dealing with their, you know, assumption of what a vegan is. Because uh, I, I doubt any of them many has, has ever really met one, you know, because then the conversation of soy comes up. Now, let me not generalize and say that all vegans don't eat soy, but I would say there's a pretty good percentage of us that don't. A lot of us who've come into veganism as of late have come into veganism as alkaline vegans, meaning that I don't give a damn that Oreos are vegan. Technically, Oreos are vegan, but Oreos are unhealthy. You see what I'm saying? You see how that works? Okay, so soy can be vegan. And let's be very, 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 very clear on what the, the term vegans. That vegan means that you don't eat anything that comes from an animal or the work of an animal. So even honey is, uh, is supposed to be um, off limits because it comes from the, the work of a bee. You know what I'm saying? Now, do I personally agree with this? Hell no. I think it's ridiculous. I think that if we're, you know, of the black folks, because that's why I really feel they're actually comparing this diet. Because you can't be European saying this is the diet of your ancestors. It certainly was not. It, it, you can't even argue that. You didn't even have a growing crops. was already difficult for the European. That Europe is not the best place to grow vegetation. Never has been. Okay. But of those, you know, who are African... You know what I'm saying? And you're trying to, you know, match this up to a original diet. Um, yeah, you, you, you weren't eating soy either. Soy is something that has to be developed. It's man-made. Shout out to George Washington Carver. You know what I'm saying? Because I had to elucidate some, some history while people are sitting up here talking about soy and all this other kind of stuff. You don't understand where soy, where the soybean comes from or who made the soybean. Because there's lots of arguments about Asia, but... Look, Asia didn't do what uh, George Washington Carver did with that soybean. He, they didn't make paints with it. They didn't do all the little different things that he was doing with the soybean. So I give all the credit to George Washington Carver, our ancestor. So with that, you know, but with that being said, um, 
and then get into that that whole thing. A lot of us get in, have gotten into alkaline veganism for the health of it. You know what I mean? Like we have recognized that there are GMOs in the food. So, you know, when you are vegan and you're avoiding GMOs, it's you know what I'm saying. It's it's for health reasons. It's not for the reasons of what some other people are putting out because some of this stuff be so jumbled. Like it, just, it really just feel like a lot of people opinion. Um, but uh, yeah, we we don't really deal with it for. Those, like we want fresh stuff. So nine times out of ten, because I heard the argument about E. coli, right? And, you know, everything has bacteria. And, you know, you want to know, you know, you talk about feces being in this. Well, you can get E. coli. That's feces. on. But OK, but how does that vegetarian, how does that lettuce get the E. coli in the first place? I would argue that wild animals, right? Or if you if you're farming, you're farming with wild animals and you're you're not doing a very, very sanitary job of keeping everything clean. You know what I'm saying? I would assume, or not even assume, because I've seen this. My great-grandmother garden, she grew her own collard greens. She grew her own mustard greens. She grew her own tomatoes, her own carrots, her own strawberries, okay? So I've seen this. I did this for years. Never got no E. coli, no, no feces on the stuff. But she, you know, first of all, they were put in the, in the appropriate cages. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were, it, were, it was kept. It was kept to where you couldn't have that sort of contamination. You know what I'm saying? When we when we talk about meat, you can have a clean piece of meat that's, you know what I'm saying, that's not too good. And what I mean by a clean piece of meat that's not too good, let's take beef, for example, and how long beef stays in the body. If you eat large amounts of beef, that will be stuck in your system for a very, very long time. That's not good. You know, for all the arguments that's being made about the iron and some of the benefits uh, that meat has, well, why does why is America one of the tops in terms of uh, iron deficiency? But we eat a whole hell of a lot of meat. Well, let's take it to a scientific level because all these people are interested in the science. Well, the time that it takes. Well, first of all, there's different types of iron out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you do some research, you know, and we're crazy for looking at labels, but there's even some iron vitamins. This is why and I'm going to deal with the supplement argument in a bit. But this is why a lot of us eat the sea moss or eat the natural ways to get these benefits. Because if you look at the vitamins, and that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, just eat some vitamins. Well, there's some people who literally take iron from out the dirt. You got to see what kind of iron they're putting into this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And we have to talk about iron absorption. We have to talk about, so beef, it already takes a really, really long time to break down. So common sense, it's going to take a while to get all the benefits uh, from this uh, from this meat. Okay. The other thing is that what, you know, we, we talk about iron, but is there anything the body or is there a certain vitamin that allows the body to absorb more uh, iron? Yes, it's vitamin C. Vitamin C. So you need the vitamin C. This is why a lot of the times you get your steak, you they'll serve it with some oranges and some other stuff. Like start paying attention to what certain restaurants serve with some of these foods. You know what I'm saying? You see some broccoli. A lot of people don't know broccoli has vitamin C. So what you're actually doing, you're actually eating these, this, uh, you know, they give you a little orange or you got your little strawberry and whatever. You're at, or not strawberry, your broccoli. 
but you're actually eating this to prepare your body to better absorb the nutrients of this food that you just ate. The only issue is the time that it takes because beef can sit in your stomach for months, for months, you know. So how long does it take for your body to get this iron? Case in point, a lot of people over the age of 55, 56 have to take iron supplements despite the fact that they eat meat religiously or at the same rate. It has a lot to do with the absorption of iron. Um, so that's that's a bit of science for those people out there who wanted some uh, uh, some science uh, to go with it. You know what I'm saying? Now we do know that iron is in most leafy greens. Um, there's lots of ways. There's lots and lots of different ways you can get iron. Um, so another would argue that, yeah, it's much easier. Uh, let's look at a lot of these pro athletes. A lot of these pro athletes are either going partially vegan or mostly vegan. But why is that? Um, why aren't athletes eating lard, just going eating a whole bunch of ribs, throwing bacon on everything? Why have why has there been a shift towards the lean meats? You know, if they are eating meats, they're going they're going with the lean stuff. Um, they're not going with the things that are heavy. They're not going with the things that'll weigh them down. You know what I'm saying? You see the benefits. What is what is Tom Brady eating? Is Tom Brady eating these big ass T bone steaks every other night? You know what I'm saying? Or just eating all these burgers, just burger here, burger there. Yeah, I know there's people that still do that. But we're talking about the elite of the elite, the superstars, the ones that, that are performing at high levels every night. They're not eating what you think they're eating. You know, in fact, they're eating more of this stuff that everybody's shitting on. Uh, but why are we talking so much smack about... Um, these foods, well, again, it has a lot to do with the reason that people want a veggie burger. For those that want a damn veggie burger, you grew up on these foods. You know what I'm saying? It's it's the same sort of reaction people get when you tell them about their religion. You've been worshiping this God for all your life. Your family been worshiping it. I've even gotten some of the same reactions from, you know what I'm saying? Like my great grandma, she's, you know, she's like, I don't know what to cook for you. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, or they kind of feel like we're telling them that, you know, what you gave us was not good enough. You know what I'm saying? Or we just don't like the food that you make. That, that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, what it is, is that, uh, A, we've been given a diet that doesn't seem to really work for anyone, uh, let alone the black community. And it's the black community that I'm seeing with these high levels of high blood pressure, uh, high cholesterol, um, what is the what is the uh, diabetes and all these other kind of things that aren't good with the lactose intolerance, you know. So I have to look at the diet, you know what I'm saying? I have to look at the history. A lot of us want to just deal with it. If you just move on, it doesn't matter. No, all this stuff plays a role. All this stuff plays a role. It's only been natural. I think we even have now an epigenetic relationship with the meat. You know what I'm saying? Epigenetic and cultural. Epigenetic because shit, you had to eat this to survive for hundreds of years. The other part where it's cultural is that you learn how to make these foods. These foods were prepared in certain way. Like because we are we just because we've gone through an experience that doesn't mean that we are without tradition. You know what I'm saying? So we had to do things that we needed to do. Uh, to maintain some sort of tra- uh, traditions, to maintain some normalcy in the situation that we were in. 
you know so that all that all comes as a part of it but um let's go you know let's delve a little bit deeper like my okay like why do i think a lot of a lot of those the meat meat eaters uh, that have issue with vegan you know are probably really talking about vegetarians well they never bring up the dairy uh, I've only met one person, and I knew that person personally. He and I had an actual debate about this, and it was really about one principal component, and you know, which which is the B twelve, which for vegans and vegetarians is the hardest vitamin to get. Um, and contrary to popular belief, it is not created. It, you know what I'm saying? It's a bacteria that's produced by meat. We produce B twelve, okay, but it's not something that's unique to it. Uh, sea moss can produce it's, it's a certain uh, bacteria sort of thing you know what I'm saying so it's the way that is created it, it, it kind of happens that way um, now to be fair because I love to be fair this is not a be this is not about brother Tech's opinion this is about brother Tech's you know outlook and well so some of it is opinion but a lot of it is based on information. Let's be, you know, let's trying to be as objective and honest as possible. Um, when you see the the different ways that you would get B twelve, it make it makes sense why you never really saw total vegan diets in the in the ancient world. I would never be first. I'd never be one of those people who would argue. Um, that we were principally vegan, you know, I think a lot of that is, uh, is stereotype. And a lot of that is also stereotype that's carried over from, um, when the veganism stuff really started off. Cause when you get to, you know, to the white dude who made veganism, who coined the term, you know, in this early 1900s, um, you know, he kind of set the, those kinds of standards and it's very manicalistic, you know what I'm saying? That's also I couldn't get with that vegetarian type stuff because it's like, you know, from the health perspective, it makes sense. Right. But from the, the way that they practice it and the views, you know what I'm saying? Like, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't eat. But other animals eat other animals, you know. And yeah, here's a vegan who's making that who's making that argument. Why? Because it's fact. It's a it's a fact. Like, I think there's a part of us, a part of Western society, particularly that tries to separate itself from the rest of the world, like that, that tries to separate itself from the other creatures. Like it's it's an egotistical thing. It's that sort of thing that makes you think that the world is in the center of the galaxy, or the our Earth is in the center of the galaxy. Like we're in all that kind of stuff. It's very egotistical. Like everything else going around us is working like this, but we're so special. We're moving like this. No, I, I that is just that that can that's just false. That's just not true. Uh, not true at all. Let me also deal with another untruth really quickly. Um, you know, because I see the ancestor thing come up on both sides. Uh, it's true that there are a lot of people that are trying to eat like their ancestors. But let's be clear, they're trying to be more like their African ancestors who very sparingly ate meat. Now, when you think about how rare it is for you to get B12 and how in tune these folks were with their body, like these people were doing open heart surgeries, 1500 B.C. Okay, I know that's a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow because we believe that all this technology that we've gotten now um, just came about. You know what I'm saying? But it did not. 
you know what I'm saying? Maybe in the way that it looks, but the ideas, the sciences are, are, are not novel at all. It's just stuff that has been adopted by a society that did not have them, by a society that felt like grinding up dead bodies into a powder and then ingesting it could cure you. Same people who thought that bloodletting worked. Okay. You know, the same people who thought if you put a damp uh, napkin and a piece of cheese under the napkin that you could uh, alchemize a rat. Like, this is the type of people we're talking about here. All right? So, yeah. Let's put, yeah, let's put, yeah, so that's just, yeah, that's just what it is. But put, let's push forward. Um, there's a lot of black folks that are not vegan. And we have to understand that just because they black, that don't mean they're African. That don't mean that they tie themselves. I believe a lot of people are probably more Western Asian than African. And in fact, I got a partner who did a DNA test, or he had his uncle do a DNA test, and he found that he had a good percentage of his DNA was like Malaysian and different things like that, or just found in that region, which there's a lot of black Asians in that region. Like, I'm not even going to get into the whole ge- geographical history of that, but staying with the point is that not all black people are from Africa. Now, this is going to make a lot of them Aboriginal, you know, more people happy. See? No. <clears throat> Let me explain more clearly. Well, at the time we get Homo erectus, getting into the Java men, the people who would, the human beings that would travel out of Africa and then start, um, begin uh, populating the world, that was, you know, Western Asia was one of the first destinations. When we talk about early civilizations that we know of, early civilizations that were contemporaries with uh, Kemet or Nile Valley, we talk about Western Asian societies. We talk about the Sangiga. We talk about the Colchians. We talk about Harappa and Indus Valley and the Dravidians. You know what I'm saying? So, again, when we when we look at this, you know, there, and we understand the history of Western Asia as well as the history of advocacy is, is very different. When you um, are across that Levant, or not the Levant, Levant's up there. When you're across that Nile that leads into the Levant, but you're dealing with a lot of water, you're dealing with a lot of vegetation, you know what I'm saying? You're dealing with the ability to feed nations, okay? When you look at the history of Western Asia, it doesn't all start off like that. Yeah, you got the Sangiga, they're bringing some development, they're bringing some tools, but you got the Martu, for example, who are seen as barbarians. You have the Uruk, or Ur, who may not be as barbaric as the Martu, but they're they're pretty close in, in their get down, how they look at things, how they fight, all the different stuff, right? So we have to understand with all that being said, we have to understand that there is a, there's a strong history. We can go even further more into recent history and talk about the uh, the Sabians. Okay. Uh, and the Sabians were purported to be from Ethiopia. And when you look at the Sol- uh, Song of Roland, you hear the, the, uh, the Sabians being compared and saying that their origin come, these giants come from Ethiopia. You know what I'm saying? So, or the land of black, a land of burnt skin. Because anything with a Pia is usually the land of. Or the Ia, like Mauritania, you know what I'm saying? Marais, Roman for black, land of black. It's, they're not very creative people. But there we go. So my whole point in that is that, you know, I don't really like that whole phrase of, you know, we're trying to eat like our ancestors because I 
A, I don't believe our ancestors ate like this. You know what I'm saying? I also don't believe we were dealing with GMOs. We're, you know, so that's a whole, whole nother conversation. So some of the, some of the fears that we have today didn't really exist for our ancestors. Um, and at the same time, the assumption that everybody from, uh, that everybody that's black, you know, is African now to an extent because Africa is the home of all life. And if you have this skin, you are the closest thing to the original human as possible. Those are all fat. But that doesn't mean that when you left or even when somewhere else that you didn't acculture yourself or th different things didn't happen. I talk a lot about the differences between uh, the Libu, um, the Chemites, and who we call Kush Anubia. There's differences between these cultures, even though that these are essentially contemporaries and part of the same sort of nation, like this is an empire. Um, there's differences. You go into the United States, Californians eat different from Texans, and they're right next to each other. They eat different from Floridians, and we're all supposed to be Americans. So, you know, a lot of it has to do with also your environment, like it's in Florida, you eat gators. There ain't no gators in California, you know, to be eaten on. So, you know, let's, sometimes we have to use some common sense, when we're looking at these things and when we're looking at diets, you know what I'm saying, or in the ways that people eat, uh, we got to use a little bit of common sense. Um, we have to be willing to look at history. And I know we don't want to look at history. A lot of black folks don't want to look at history because when we look at our history, it got some painful shit in there. Uh, I know we uh, there's a lot of other people who don't want to look at our history because when they look at our history, they got to deal with the fact that, you know, we've been done wrong. You know what I'm saying? That we've been done wrong. And nothing has been done to to equate for it, and everybody has benefited, you know. But that's that. But going back into some of the other things I hear, like you know, because I kept making this point, but that's why I keep bringing up the soy. Um, I don't know a lot of us that eat that damn soy, you know, like most of us. And when you bring up things like that, you want to eat like your ancestors. You're talking about black people, and black people really don't eat soy like that. Like I don't care who what company is putting soy in there just because like the fda has said these things are or, or vegan or whatever that doesn't really mean much to me uh you know like people will, all, will always do that like you got monsanto selling weed nestle is also selling weed these are also some of your top gmo producers so some of your top gmo producers are in the weed industry so you got natural herb, natural health, because that's how you get into the cannabis industry. And you got um, GMOs, which you got, you got uh, books that are signed by people, members in Congress about how bad GMOs are on a scientific level. You know what I'm saying? It ain't gonna stop you from selling it because they make money. But, you know, let's not, let's not pretend there's no conflict there. So what I do oftentimes as a vegan is I'm always looking at the backs of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm always looking at the backs of stuff. I'm always, you know, trying to see what ingredients are in there. I avoid soy with, you know, and that's why you're starting to see a lot more products come out with chia seed, a potato, you know, different, different ways to make the cashew. Uh, because a lot of us are not eating the soy. Um, and soy has been linked to a lot of cancer. It should, you can make plastic out of it. It's not, it's man-made. We're not dealing with it. If you're alkaline vegan, you're not dealing with man-made um, 
ingredients. You're not dealing with the cauliflower. You wouldn't even look at beef or pork because the cow is a hybridized creature. There were no cows. They were cattle. You ain't never seen, like, it, it didn't exist. You know what I'm saying? They had to breed that. Just how you breed certain dogs. They bred that animal. How you breed donkeys and mules and things like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like that, you know what I mean? So we don't we wouldn't deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Again, Oreos are vegan, but they're not healthy. If soy is creating cancer, then it's not healthy. And just because you got and that's why I say a lot of vegetarians, because a lot of vegetarians I do see still eating that stuff, but vegans and vegetarians, we don't really see eye to eye. Like we don't eat cheese. You know what I'm saying? Again, you're talking about a product product a, a product that is made by another creature like we there's a certain age where we start saying hey we're gonna stop drinking breast milk you know what i'm saying there's a whole bunch of debates about how long a baby should be you know drinking or nursing right but in the same token you you know we will promote this cow milk but you couldn't get a cow milk to the baby really you gotta you gotta ask yourself about something like that. You gotta ask yourself about something that's supposed to be good. Like at a point, you can give babies fruit. You can give babies vegetables. You can give babies water. You can give babies juice, but you can't give babies cow milk. You see what I'm saying? Can't get no other creature to drink no milk. And I'm not talking about putting milk in something else to, <laughs> to make it edible. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> because that's definitely not what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, because you, you could definitely do that. Hell. <laughs> but give it to them raw. Give it to them regular. You know, that's, that's not, there's something to be said about that. You know what I mean? We should know we should know that there's something interesting about humans and you know, just our dietary systems and them being different because dogs can't eat chocolate. We can eat chocolate, but that shit is poisonous to them. And and in actuality the cocoa, uh, the cocoa plant is poisonous and so is the sugarcane plant. Something else that we we deal with a lot. In in its natural state, it's it's dangerous to us. This thing other thing, arsenic. You know a lot of people bake with arsenic? You know, <laughs> But again, we're in a Western society. There's nothing in it. I ain't got no issue with, with child. It's just we have to understand what the hell it is that we're using. Um, and we got to understand the context of things. So again, we would not be using no damn soy. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like there's some that, that probably do. Um, but we'll be talking about alkaline vegans. There's, you know, usually not using honey. Uh, usually not using garlic. Uh, there's a there's a lot of emphasis on on foods that produce mucus. Um, oh, and let me deal with the alkaline thing for a second because a lot of people think that shit is ridiculous, like the, watching the pH. But let me explain some, and I'll explain this in a very simple way without delving into the science that will bore people. Um, <clears throat> so, give you some examples. Plants are regarded as some of the most basic form of cells that we can study. <laughs> a lot of what we know about cells, we've learned through observing plants. Another reason why Dr. George Washington Carver, Dr. George Washington Carver was such a, he was, he was a polymath, a genius, 
we just don't respect him appropriately uh, for his contributions because he was a genius. But again, these uh, plants are the, the most basic way that we can understand how cells operate, function, and work. We, uh, we behave a lot like we have a, a similar relationship with the sun that plants do. They're just a more basic version of that. Now, using the same example of plants, anybody who's ever gardened, who's ever, even if you ever grew anything, you would understand that before you go and you set, you put the can, you put the feed, you put the nutrients in there. If you're using the nutrients, some people don't. Some people are all natural, and I respect that. But for those who are using the nutrients, you realize that you have to do what? You have to balance the pH. Typically, people go for about between five point five and six point five because the levels of phosphorus and things of that. So basically, you got to set the water to a certain point to where this phosphorus and some of the minerals are more easily absorbed. Get it? Get it? So for plants that, you know, for what they need, they need it to be around 5.5, 6, 6.5. You know what I'm saying? Kind of what we get out of tap water these days anyway. You know what I mean? Um, but in fact, you want more not a CC alkaline is out. Well, let me also explain this. The opposite of alkaline is acidic. <laughs> For those, you know, because I know a lot of pH come up. pH comes up when you deal with uh, chlorine in swimming pools. But, you know, pH, that you know, that's what it's so more acidic. So more lemon, more this is more acidic. We don't, and that's what we don't want as humans, things that are more acidic. We want it more alkaline, more base. You know what I'm saying? More. I don't want to say soap, but soap is a base. But you know what I'm saying? So then there's that. So let me get into back into this. So there's a certain level of the pH that you want to set the water to in order for the plants to receive those nutrients. Now, let me go a little bit further for those who like the really pretty plants. So that's when people started playing with the pH. So let's say you wanted more magnesium or something else, something that will bring out a certain attribute, right? Of the plant. Don't worry, I'm gonna get to the humans in just a second. It's gonna be real simple when I get there. You're going to lower or change that you're gonna change the pHs accordingly. I've seen this quite a bit, especially with those who have tents. You know what I'm saying? Where you have the special lighting and everything like that, uh, to really control, you know, what the what the plant is receiving. So you so but you will definitely change that pH uh to absorb more of this. So some with some uh minerals and certain nutrients. Um, more colors, like I believe with phosphorus, more of the purples and blues stand out. With more of the, the magnesium, I believe, uh, you get more of the, the lighter hues, like the yellows and oranges and things like that. So it's very, you know, so it's very, very important thing if you're growing flowers or anything like that. Um, you know, this is a very important thing for you to know. So when we apply the same aspect, when we take the Dr. Sebi, I know a lot of people hate hearing that, but the uh, ventricular, and I always forget the second part. That's they are teaching that in college. They've been teaching that in college. I saw my first case, and the first case study I saw was in uh, released in two thousand eighteen. Um, that talked about that. So another diss to that other dude who we're banning. You know what I'm saying? I only did one episode about the chump. So if you if you scroll through, you'll know who I'm talking about. Who made that disrespectful comment talking about as much of a doctor, Doctor Dre, dude. He won his case. That means we, he's proven that you uh, you can cure AIDS. Uh, AIDS had already been cured. Like they already got a cure for that. They got a patent for it. Um, and then the next thing he did. See, you have to listen very closely to what people say. He did that already. 
Next thing he wanted to do was come up with a way to sustain life. Because, again, this is where the iron comes in. He saw that we are so iron deficient as a people. He said, for most of the time, that's where he called that process the ventricular ketosis or something like that. Uh, because, basically, our iron levels are so low. He said, in order for him to even start beginning to think about curing a lot of those people, he had to bring the iron levels up. You know what I mean? So, he said... Iron. Iron deficiency is one of the biggest causes of health issues outside of the mucus. But, you know, the iron, not the lack of iron. You need, we need iron. And going back into the point about the beef, you, the iron don't do nothing good for you if it's still stuck in your stomach breaking down. You see? Whereas you got vegetables that are, are, are simpler. Again, we talk about plants being the more simpler version of cells. You know what I'm saying? When we talk about <clears throat> creatures, mammals, you're talking about more complex versions of these cells, you know, or of cells, right? So the time that it would take for a plant to break down and you to sort through all the benefits is much, much shorter than it would be than getting those benefits outside of, uh, outside of the beef. And if your, your vitamin C consumption is already reduced. Let me, you know what I'm saying? And which is very, very possible. A lot of us have heard of the term scurvy. We have no idea what it is. Scurvy is extreme vitamin C deficiency that Europeans were catching on the boats. Why? Because they were not eating it. They were eating a lot of meats. They understood that, yeah, I have to eat. I have to drink to survive. But they had no concept of the kinds of foods that you need in your body. So you have people who are dying on these boats, on these ships, these poorly navigated ships, because people, what they should have did, just go to the West Africa, like all the Portuguese was doing, get them a navigator, and they'll just take that little current. But, you know, some people wouldn't like that. Some people, like you know, want to be stuck out there in the water for months, you know, suffering. And, and that's what happened, you know. But, again... The reason I bring up scurvy, the history of scurvy, well, you're dealing with people who have a history of vitamin C deficiency. You know what I'm saying? And let's not even apply epigenetics to this. Maybe I'll save that for another podcast. But just speaking about the history itself and the habits, see, that's something that we don't really too much focus upon. And we don't focus upon it because any slight towards Western society is just not there. You know what I'm saying? Like anytime they were doing something stupid, well, the world didn't know enough then. What? Who else was, who else was suffering from scurvy? But this is the perception. You know what I'm saying? This is even the same perception that Frederick Douglass has if you read into his works. I mean, I, I personally feel like he had to do this because if you're writing during the times that the Frederick Douglasses was writing, there were not a lot of black readers, so you would have to try to cater uh, to the mindset. But at the same time, look at uh, Gustavo Vasso, uh, Olodulequiano. They have a certain uh, appreciation, you know what I'm saying, for Western civilization, when part of it is, you know, kind of part of the culture of Western society in itself to think that your culture is better than everyone else's. But you see the people who are, you know, who are in it, who may not even been completely for it, have this sort of admiration. But when we, when we really look at it, there really wasn't too much going on right with them. They're catching scurvy, they bloodletting. Uh, it's really the mambo, the root woman, who was going and doing a lot of the cures, you know, different things like that. Uh, when we talk about, yeah, let's just go right into the, the cannabis science for a second. There's a lot of uh, medical treatises 
uh, that were taken from people who we know were Africans, like Abin Sina or Ibn Sina. And there's a lot of folk that um, when we talk about the early slave trade and these early doctors who were already familiar with the medicinal uh, uses of hemp and different things like that. So a lot of that science that we've gotten taken from those people. Anyway, back to the scurvy, back to the vitamin C. You know what I'm saying? And because this is about vegans, this is about health. And nobody wants to deal with this. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to deal with the fact that, you know, we are so into this meat. And nobody wants to deal with the fact that why higher society, why even athletes are going away from this. And they're dealing with more of these fruits and vegetables. And, the, and I think the easiest thing to look at from a scientific level is that, you know, if anything... Uh, the benefits, the nutrients will be broken down and absorbed in the body much faster with the fruits and veggies as opposed to the meats. Okay. And we haven't even gotten into how they're keeping the meat. You know, I started this topic talking about, you know, how pigs were kept. You know what I'm saying? I don't, should I talk about how cows are kept? You know. So... Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll get into that. Mammitis. Yeah. So this is why you have legal amounts of what they call somatic cells. You can look at anything that I've said, family, you can look up. This is why you have a certain amount of somatic cells within a given, um, you know, uh, well, uh, an amount by the FDA that's approved and it, and it changes by country. So like in Brazil, there's actually, I think they allow uh, like at least twice the amount of somatic cells or blood into the uh, into the milk that you drink and it's because of devices that they're using to uh, get the milk from the cow and they're not they're not cleaning it it's getting infected and they're getting what's called mammitis so they're getting pus and it's bleeding and all these other things so when they go get the milk from the cow they've uh, they've had to put something in place because of the nature of how they're getting the milk to kind of set a limit on how much of this is is allowed to get in before we say it can't be drank okay can look this up yourself. It's on FDA.gov. You'll find out somatic cells. You're talking about DNA. Okay, but all right, blood. All right, understand. Just understand. Understand the process. Understand and look into how the somatic cells are getting into the milk. All right, because they're not. They're not going to tell you in just layman's terms. You know, uh, how we're getting the milk out of here is creating. But no, 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 no. You got to look at that. Look at the. Look at the bit about the somatic cells and then go look and see how somatic cells are getting into the milk in the first place. All right. But again, when we're talking about the benefits, the pros versus the cons, and there's a lot of people that's in their, emo- you know, in their emotions, but they can't do this. You know what I'm saying? They're they in emotions about this. But, you know, th- th- these are the kind of things that I think that we really need to start discussing that we really have to start talking about. In regards to uh, veganism versus meat, I don't think we're having enough honest discussions about it. Um, I honestly feel like if you if you put the two diets, you know, and compare one to another, it'd be pretty easy to see which one was the better. There's also this uh, this big rumor. I'm calling it a rumor. That's talking about vegans being sterile. Doctor Sebi, and I'm you know I'm gonna use it. Dr. Stebby, you know, was able to conceive a child in his 80s. That means when he stuck his wee-wee in and it, you know, that thing that's supposed, usually supposed to happen, happens. 
Uh, and it typically doesn't happen for people in their 80s. Um, but it happened for him. Um, so I don't, I don't really see that. You know, my biggest concern about the, uh, the vegan diet, and I do have some concerns, my biggest concern is just sort of like how the diet has overall been disseminated. There's so many different questions. There's so many different types of stereotypes. There's so many different types of beliefs uh, out there on it. You know, um, I wish it was a little bit more cohesive. I, th- I wish it was a little bit more of a a movement. But it, it's kind of hard to get a movement going with so many stereotypes going on. Um you know, I wish we had a little bit more information now, you know, when we went to talk to people and, you know, and that's about it. Cause I can't speak for the people who go out there and be crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like you got a lot of people who go crazy for Jesus like that, who go crazy for vegetarianism, who go crazy for a lot of things. Um, so I really try not to uh, lump everybody into that, into that group. So, but man, <clears throat> Well, let's see. What what's the other thing I want to talk about? Other thing I want to talk about. I forgot the other thing I'm supposed to be bringing up, but I'm gonna bring up the soy, once again, um, because it's something that's been coming up in a lot of conversations that I've been having about veganism, and it just seems like people like to stick to one or two things, you know. And this probably speaks more to the maturity of people as a society. Um, but you know, they often stick to soy and this is that and, you know, cause now a lot of people are aware of the, you know, how bad soy is. Um, and it's just like, okay, I got you. Uh, soy is bad. I would argue that most of us don't deal with soy. Most of us alkaline vegans don't deal with soy. Uh, but what else? You know what I'm saying? Um, yes, soy has been known to cause cancer, but so has bacon. So has beef. So it has a lot of these things that were, you know, so if the, like in terms of the debate, so does the opponent, like, you know what I mean? So it's a bit, it's like the plot calling the kettle black. So we got one thing that is known to cause uh, complications and cancer. Everything else is good though. Like you can eat as much broccoli as you want, much lettuce as you want, with like salad, much spinach as you want, many carrots as you want. But, you know, when it comes to the soy, like, come on, that's just such a, that's just such a, a petty thing. You know what I mean? It's just such a petty thing uh, to kind of focus on. But we do that. We do that a lot. I see it a lot when I see the, the Hebrews debate with the, um, with the Chemites, and I like to call them the Chemites. Um, but, uh, you know, because they'll be like, hey. We think that, you know, we see, we seen a, a depiction. These two dudes is hugging each other, man. I don't, I, don't, I don't care about all them other documents. I see this one document and this man is hugging another man. And all right, come on, dog. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Especially when we can go into actual history and find actual people who are committing the kinds of things that you're accusing uh, the the early ancient Chemites of uh, of doing, and you don't even have enough like proof. Like you you can't tell if this is just simple brotherly love because the concept didn't exist yet, 
Um, and it's just, and it's just one piece, as opposed to a whole philosophy that craps on women. It is what it is. Like you know what I mean. Like there's some things that are opinion. There's some things that are not. That's not an opinion. Uh, you you know it not, nothing about that book elevates women at all. Elevates women in the eyes of of men who, who are like deeply rooted misogynistic, but not in the eyes of <clears throat> sane people. Uh, let me see how much time do I got. Ooh, fifty fifty minutes. I'm fifty minutes in, y'all. So I might make a part two to this. So stay tuned for a um. Yeah, for another word from the sponsor. Yeah. And we're back. So, uh, going from where I feel like I left off, and I'm just continuing. Um, yeah, about these. Uh, let's yeah, let's go back to the scurvy. Let's go back to the to the absorption, and let's go back to well. Let's even actually let's just even clarify. Why am I even talking about this? Well, I feel a lot of these questions. I wouldn't say every day, but often. You know what I'm saying? I don't get, I probably get more um, curious and more genuine questions from family uh, about different things. And for the most part, shoot, people are cool with it. People know what's up. Um, but just generally when I'm out, you know, dealing with other people, old friends, um, or even be just people on the internet, you just hear a lot of stuff. And uh, let's see, I've been, you know, and I, you know, I hate that because I hate being like generalized to any degree, but it is what it is. I'm a vegan. So I hate when they say, hey, all vegans are like Jehovah Witnesses. Why? Because we gave you some facts on something. Is that why? Because you, you didn't want to hear, hey, not all of us are eating processed meat. Uh, a lot of us are balancing our diets with antioxidants and all these other kinds of things. Uh, well, the national statistics would say that you're not. <laughs> You're not. Uh, we're not very, very healthy as a society. And I just think this is just a vestige of the society that that was in control and we are just a part of. Like, to bring up the scurvy, we're talking about people dying on boats for being extremely vitamin C deficient. Like, how does that happen? Where's the history of other people catching scurvy? Uh, where's the history of vitamin C deficiency other than these European pirates? You know, and one would have to ask, well, why are they like that? Didn't they have their own vegetables? Well, Europe has been highly dependent upon trade for quite some time. And even when they were able to acquire something, let's take a look at Ireland uh, and the potato, uh, the land couldn't hold on to it for very long. And they end up going through a famine and that wrecked a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, so just overall... You know, they, in terms of mineral wealth, they have been very rich. You go to the days of Marco Polo, the silver mines were running dry. So you're talking about people who didn't really have too much. Um, eating meat is probably the easiest thing for them to do. Uh, they don't seem to, like, they, they, have, they haven't seemed to be very resourceful. When we talk about the amounts of cannibalism that had taken place. Like, I don't even think people realize that there was a point, even in this country, in this country, where... Like cannibalism was one of those things up with premarital sex is the one of the main causes of heathenism. Right? Um, you know, we see those stories like Sweeney Todd and different things like that. We like we have to even question like how many other cultures and societies have episodes like this? 
You know what I'm saying? And everything is kind of predicated on this meat, meat, meat. Uh, flesh. <laughs> flesh is meat in German. Just I'm not trying to be weird here. But I'm bringing it all back to these Germanics. Uh, for good reason. It's like, you know, I brought up the Mumia earlier. Um, this is principally, well, yeah, this would, I would say principally is like a Germanic thing. It's something that they were even doing up into the 1700s. When we talk about um, fights uh, that they had with the Turks, there was one particular Turk who documented the fact that um, all those damn bodies was ground up into Mumia. You know what I'm saying? To fresh Mumia. Uh, and these they, they would consume it. Now, they oftentimes try to make that synonymous with the Egyptian mummies. I'm not sure how. I don't know of any records of them uh, consuming uh, the mummies. I'm pretty sure that some mummies that were dug up by some of these people would probably have been eaten. It wasn't that, you know, 1700s, 1800s. It wasn't that long ago. Um, but again, you know, I question, I always question the history of a country, a history of a society or a culture that you're in. Um, so it doesn't surprise me to see us so meat crazy. It doesn't surprise, um, surprise me to um, to see such negative pushback. Like, this is the same kind of pushback that I'm pretty sure Socrates and Copernicus was getting. You know what I'm saying? Especially with Copernicus and, you know, in old age. Well, you know, I got something I want to tell you guys. Uh, did you know that the world is actually a sphere? What was that? It's a sphere. Don't play with me. You know we're in the center of the universe. There's us, and there's everything else. But, <laughs> but yeah, this is you know this this is kind of where we're at. Um. You know, I think it's kind of funny, like to even just even bring this up. The person that I know who was arguing with me about uh veganism and nutrition is is a dude who's broken both of his legs <laughs> doing like some i wouldn't say pedestrian but doing something where you wouldn't imagine breaking your legs for i ain't even gonna put it all out there like that but it is what it is like you know to kind of make the point that some of the people who kind of fight this stuff the hardest maybe some of the people who need it the most who may be very, you know, deficient in these areas. And let me just also say, um, since becoming a vegan, I do feel different. That energy is, is different. Uh, I do notice that it is a bit more like, well, not anymore, but at, at first it was a little bit more of a chore, a little bit more of a, um, a thing to make sure I got everything that I was, you know, normally getting. And just, you know, changing some of the things I was eating. Um, I don't really eat too much of the vegan, you know, products. But, I mean, I will from time to time. Especially for, uh, you know, for, like, quick stuff. Like, if I got to go to work or if I got to do something where I'm really not feeling like cooking, you know. But meal planning helps. Um, meal planning is probably, like... You know, if you really want to be, like, super-duper healthy, you're meal planning. That's just a fact. You know what I'm saying? you you treating it like an athlete. you going in there, and you planning. Uh, but I know most people aren't like that. And it is because of that reason, because of the reason I know most people are meat plan, uh, meal planning, is I feel like, shoot, there, there's, some, there's some things that I feel like you should take. 
um, even before I was aware of like athletes like Jaleel Okafor and whatnot um, taking on these partially vegan diets, I've always told people uh, since becoming a vegan, there's certain elements of a vegan diet that I feel like everybody should use, whether you eat meat or not. It's just certain certain things that we lack, certain things that we're not uh, that we're not getting that I feel that, you know, some vegan concepts um could definitely help. I feel that everyone who's a meat eater should reduce the amount of meat that they're eating simply for the the reason of like it does it's not benefiting you to eat that much meat. You know what I'm saying? You could literally take all the meat that you eat in the day and pull out two of those two of those meals with the meat and your your meat thing would be fine. I think the hardest issue is is that one, you're accustomed to it, your body craves it. It's like when you go on any diet and you decide, hey, I'm going to stop eating junk food. Um, for a while, you're still going to be craving junk food. It's only until when you start to build up those new habits and your body starts craving those healthy things. For me, I'm kind of lucky. You know, I used to play sports. You know, so anytime I start to exercise to any capacity, my body just naturally craves uh, the fruits and vegetables and the, and the good foods. You know what I'm saying? Um I definitely, you know what I'm saying, like, it's because my body knows that if, okay, if you want to do something at this level, and you want to do this, but you need to be eating this to, to get this sort of output, you know what I'm saying, and part of that's probably mental, but, you know, what I mean mental is just like, because I felt, you know what I'm saying, because you've done it, you remember it, all that stuff, <clears throat> all that stuff relates, and I think it's in the, you know, and the same thing has a lot to do with people's mental when it comes down to whether or not they want to change that, like, you know, because it's tough. You've been eating like this for so long. And for many of us, we don't think about how you're going to feel like when you're in your 50s, your 60s, or your 70s. You know what I'm saying? And I would even make the argument that this sort of diet that we're eating was never meant for you to live that long. Let's look at the uh, the Roman Empire. They didn't live past their 20s and 30s. Let's look at, shoot, medieval England. They didn't live much longer. We're, you know, we're, we're talking about people who essentially, you know what I'm saying? They, they, that, that was the, the principal yellow lifestyle. Like, we're yellow lifestyle. You only live one. Yeah, that's how these people were living. They didn't care about going on to <laughs> to get that old. It's be, in a Western society, getting old is a, a synonymous with getting weak. You see what I'm saying? So there's a lot of there's a lot of things, you know, I would always argue there's a lot of cultural reasons, you know, why we do the things that we do. That's why I kept bringing up the scurvy. But at the same time, you know, we we got to look at, you know, not, you know, not just the culture, but, you know, we got to look at some of the behavior. And I mean, they usually go together, but the, the behavior that goes with it, you know what I'm saying? Like, look at the issues with Social Security, all these things. Like, so what I'm saying is, is that. This society, based on its cultural, its foundational values, it doesn't, it doesn't lend itself to pay attention to things like that. I'm starting to pay attention to more things as I'm getting, as I'm approaching 30. Like, I'm glad I started veganism when I did. You know what I'm saying? Dealing with the kind of, you know, the high blood pressures, the, uh, oh boy, like there's a whole bunch of stuff. Like as you start to get past a certain point, your body starts to react differently. You know what I mean? That's just all I can say. You recover slower. You know, I can only imagine some of these things. Like, um, I sprained my knee last year. I can only imagine what that would be like if I was still a little bit overweight. If I was still a few pounds, like, man, dude, I'd, I'd be suffering. 
I'd be seven years at the time. I was 218. I don't know, damn, I'm supposed to be no damn 218. I tried to play some basketball. That It was killing. You know what I'm saying? It was killing my knees on a regular, regular basis. I was still quick, though. I was the quickest chubby dude you've seen. But, yeah, your body changes. You you want to do things different. You know what I mean? I want to say the high blood pressure, too, because I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I'm a rageaholic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shoot. Um, I can only imagine uh, what I would be like eating foods that that raise my blood pressure. I, I'd probably really be in trouble. You know what I'm saying? And it's not that I did, you know, and I think you, you kind of notice things more. Like, I used to always notice how exhausted and how, you know, just out of it I'd be when I would get real, real pissed off. But you, we don't pay attention to a lot of stuff, man. Uh, we don't. You know, I got more energy. You know what I'm saying? I got more blood flow. For those that don't know what I'm talking about, why I got so much blood flow going to be, it's ridiculous. And, you know, impotency is definitely not something I'm thinking of. But going back to the, uh, to the whole sterile comments, I've never been stronger in that regard. Like, that was having me thinking, like, I was, like, Superman or something. Like, you know, like, how good you can feel. You know what I'm saying? How healthy you'll feel, how much energy you have. You have you think you go out there and run a marathon, you're like, oh no, 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 no. It ain't all that. <laughs> you know, but getting back focused, let's get back focused. <laughs> um, yeah, that's you know, that's honestly how I feel about that. And this topic, like I, man, y'all people is funny. And when I say y'all people, I'm talking about y'all, you know, vegan hate meat eaters. That y'all funny. You know, y'all love to go to the pages that mostly vegans frequent and talk smack about how we Jehovah Witnesses. I don't know. I don't know where you're from, but I ain't never seen no vegan come to my doorstep. I, man, I didn't know what vegan was. I had to, like, learn. Like, I was interested. You know what I'm saying? It was it's, it was a work. It was, you know, I had to work to that. And I didn't become a vegan uh, because I hated meat. I uh, became vegan because I wanted a healthier lifestyle. I became a vegan because, shoot, you know, I just wanted something different. I just, you know, I just wasn't feeling great. So, yeah, I can even say so. That was like when I was 26, 27. Yeah, because I became a vegan when I was, uh, yeah, 20, I want to say 27. No, 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 I became a vegan a little bit after I turned 28. Yeah. Because I've almost been a vegan for almost two years now. Yeah. Yeah, and I just suit. I just wanted to suit. I wanted to wake up different. Uh, I used to have this little pouch. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to try to get rid of, you know, all the time. And becoming a vegan, I realized that that was just a whole bunch of beef that was sitting in my stomach. You know, so just have just feeling lighter than I'd ever been. Um... You know, waking up with energy, uh, waking up not feeling depressed. You know what I'm saying? Um, you'd be surprised how diet can kind of affect all those kinds of things. And again, um, well, not again, because I didn't mention this, but the only meat I was really eating at that time when I when I made the jump was bacon and chicken. I wasn't eating beef no more. Um, now, you know what I'm saying? Um I would eat chicken sparingly. I mean, I guess the only beef you could say I would eat is when I would have a hamburger. But as far as the frequency that I would have that hamburger versus like how 
you know, I was, you know, like being grown, can cook your own steaks and cause I cook, don't, don't get it twisted. But, you know, just, you know, all those other kind of things. But, you know, and for me, the hardest thing was, was the hog, which, you know, why it stuck out to me so much, you know what I'm saying, on that Black Farmer page. Um, because bacon, like chicken, yeah, I could always put that down. Like, that's, that's simple. You know, bacon. You know, it's a bacon and cheese. That was the tough thing. Like, when we talk about being vegan, that's something else that we don't talk about enough of. You know, so many people focus on vegans and the meat aspect. Again, I feel like they think they're talking to vegetarians. No, um, it's more than just the meat. You know what I'm saying? It's more than just the meat because we don't eat, again, we don't eat the dairy. You know what I'm saying? There's hormones. Do you understand what hormones are? See, people want science. You know what I'm saying? People want science, but they not really to deal with the science. Most of them are not educated enough or didn't pay attention enough. That, you know, no child left behind, left your brains behind. You know what I'm saying? A lot of y'all, just to quote somebody else, I was like, not over the age of stupid. You know what I'm saying? You're not over the age of stupid. Um, we got, we were trying to help you get there, but come on, yo, you know, hormones or instructions, melatonin is a melatonin or instructions. Adrenaline is a hormone. It gives your body instruction and tells your body to do something, but for reasons, um, you know, I saw somebody who was talking about uh, soybean and estrogen and, you know, my biggest thing is, it's just like, yeah, yo, I get it, but there's hormones in these other foods that you're getting. There's hormones in this other stuff that you're getting. For you to be focusing on that and on something that I don't even feel like most of the actual community is actually consuming. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's such a thing as, um, what are they called? Mainstream. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, if you've gotten into vegan, if you're following some of the people, if you're not eating Oreo cookies, you're probably not eating soybean. I'm just being, you know, I'm being honest. If you if you decided to become a vegan because it sounds cool, it's like a fad, you looked at the list of the things that you can eat versus what you can't eat, can't eat versus what you can't eat, and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm cool, then, you know, you're, you're, you, you're, pro- and it's probably not going to last. You're probably going to be one of those people I've met who said, oh, yeah, I tried, but it just wouldn't work. You know what I'm saying? Shit, if you try for health, it's going to work. You know what I'm saying? If you're just trying it because you think, because you just think it's good, you know, you're not even really thinking, it's just not for you, <clears throat> like, there's, you know, there's no reason, it's just like, for those who, you know, who are young, because I've seen this stuff, they're young, they might, you know, try being a Buddhist or Muslim, and then a couple of years later, or they get married, they go back to being a Christian, you know what I'm saying, it really, you just want to see something new, you know what I'm saying? Where like when you go into college and you date outside your race or the people who be LGBT in college and then they leave college and they don't be LGBT no more. You just want to see what it was about. I ain't got nothing against, nothing against the one way or another, but, you know, just, just keep it real. Your intentions behind uh, getting involved, you know, not not genuine. You know what I'm saying? Not sincere. So if you're not sincerely uh, changing your diet for health reasons, then you're not going to be, you're not going to be privy to all that information. You're not going to know all that information. It's not going to matter. And that's, you know, that's just the bare bones of it. You know what I'm saying? For those who are really interested, like when I heard a Dr. Sebi, uh, I had to study him. That's why I talk about him. I had to study him. I had to go see what, like, damn what he's talking about. Like, what, what are you using to back it? Where's your foundation? Where's your science at? What is your record? 
can I, can I compare this to someone else's science and get similar results? You know what I'm saying? It's like the difference between, you know, comparing, um, <clears throat> Jean Veracuder to, uh, uh, Shane Diop or comparing Jean, uh, Jean Veracuder to, uh, what's, uh, what's that boy name? Uh, Malachi Z. York, Dr. Malachi Z. York or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and being familiar with some of the information in there or shoot, even she, no, I ain't gonna throw that name in there. I ain't gonna throw that name in there. I'm not, cause there's some people who actually fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? Like I, there's actually more people I've met that, that deal with that author and he's not a bad author. Leaves much to be desired, you know, in terms of some of the content. You know, and that's just for me. You know, I I think for people who are just delving into it, but there's on some on some points, it's just like it's just a little sloppy. You know, <clears throat> so you know, and it's and it's there with it, and so that and and that's the comparison for those people who just kind of got into it, you know, because they thought it was cool and just wanted something, you know, just wanted something different, just wanted to be different. You know what I'm saying? You more out there with it for those who's actually looking at this for the actual science. Uh, for what it uh, for what it represents. Um, why I chose being a, you know, I think I was gonna, I think I was always gonna choose an alternative uh, diet plan, uh, as far as far as you know what I felt was, gonna help me. Um, I was already gonna turn away from meat, um, but I, you know, you definitely if you're gonna try a diet, you want something with some structure, or you want to give yourself some structure, right? So. I already know. I knew that pescatarian was out because I just already know what the situation with the fish are. You know, my family fishes. Um, I know. I know what's going on with the oceans right now. Uh, it's just like seafood is just not where it's at. You know what I'm saying? Particularly when you know you got China and some of these other countries that are not like our friends, um, who who eat a lot of seafood, who that makes up more of their diet. So. There's not really a real impetus for, you know, the current powers of the world to kind of do anything about that. So that's kind of where that was out for me. I'm just giving you my assessment, like before I, you know, made my decision in vegetarianism. You know, uh, that was actually a close possibility for me. Uh, I believe the cheese was the ultimate, the ultimate factor for me. Because um, I've always wanted to just feel, you know, feel lighter, get more of those nutrients. Um you know, being an athlete, you feel the difference. That's and that's the best thing. Like for those who who've never really competed at anything, and uh, you know, or just never really exerted yourself to that extent, to where it mattered to you like that. You're not gonna notice the difference. You know what I'm saying? You you're not gonna you're not gonna really know why people are making that change. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, it is what it is. Um, if you've never put that kind of torque on your body. So, it, but, you know, that's that's just one piece of it. Because, you know, like I was just telling somebody else, you know what I'm saying? It probably won't matter that much to you. Like, I was talking about the uh, the benefits of, uh, <clears throat> what do you call it? Or, no, I was just talking about the different supplements. Somebody had brought up a point or an argument saying that, most of the vegans are going to be, you know, it's funny that most of the vegans are going to end up being the, the biggest consumers of Big Pharma because of all the supplements. And I prodigiously uh, disagreed with that. Um, 
the most vegans, you know, the the kind of mindset that we are. And I'm, and I'm mostly speaking in the perspective of alkaline vegans. So that vegan, that other vegan, I don't know too much about them. I just talk, I just know about the vegans in my community. And we, that could be, we're more into growing your own crops. We're more into CMOS than anything. Like CMOS, CMOS, CMOS. You, if you alkaline vegan, you CMOSed up. You see my stuff, you almond milk, you coconut milk, you especially coconut milk up. You not, you, man, you lime, uh, what the, what the, the that pink Himalaya, you with your coconut, you with your sea moss. All right. That's what you got. You ain't even got no lemons. You ain't got no, no, lime, Himalayan pink salt, got your sea moss. And you and you good. You got your chia seeds, probably most likely, in your water bottle, and you kind of spread it out. Like, come on, man, you 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 you'd have to you have to be a part of the lifestyle. You have to know somebody who's actually in the lifestyle. You can't just be having your outward looks in. And I think that's where a lot of these people get in their feelings is because we we don't have to step into your suit. We were in those shoes. You know what I'm saying? So, like, people think it's just like, oh, no, you got the... No, 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 you don't understand. I had your diet. (laughs) I understand your diet. You know what I'm saying? Because I was born into your diet. Now, this is my diet. Now, you don't know nothing about this. You ain't even stepped over here. You know what I'm saying? I can't even equate everybody. That's why it's just one of those... And you try to separate, but you can't really separate because not everybody is going to be doing the same thing that you're doing. There's not a cultural basis. There's not a... A country or society that says, "Hey, vegan is our diet. Like this is how we eat." No, it's what we call consider an alternative diet. So you don't know nothing about what I'm doing. I do know a lot about what you're doing, though. I do know a lot about how you eat. I do know a lot about that because they've been preaching about just health since we was in in school. Wrongly, wrongly preaching about health because on like on every metric, I would say every metric. But the metrics concerning black folk, it, after two years old, we cannot break down milk the same way. That's fact. That's fact. This is something I should bring up the, uh, hold on. Because I, I probably still got that, uh, that source still up. I got sources. Like, if y'all ain't been following me for a minute, you have, you're not familiar with uh, what I was doing or what I do, uh, Instagram, you wouldn't know that it's like, yeah, I'm always sourced up. I don't ever say nothing. I can't verify with at least a few sources. All right. So that's where it's at. But, uh, yeah, you can't even, you can't even deal with it, you know, but they make these things about supplements you know, and maybe that's true for a vegetarian. I don't know that many vegetarians. So that's why I say maybe that's true. Maybe that's who they're speaking of, you know, because I don't know too many vegetarians who be on that sea moss, like how how we be on it. And you don't necessarily just, it's just like you need that for all like all little basic minerals. So basically sea moss is like your ultimate cheat code. It's like I can eat pretty much what I got. I can eat this, I can eat that. And I can make sure that I get my daily uh, what I need. You know what I'm saying? The vitamins and minerals that I actually need all here. So it's like I really, you know, it's so the balancing, the meal, it actually takes a lot from the meal planning. You know what I'm saying? If you can plan in a daily 
being a sea moss, it takes out a lot of your your meal planning throughout you know throughout the week. It actually makes it a lot easier, you know. Um, and the other one is is protein. Now protein you can get. Now here's the here's the debate with protein. Um, you can get more proteins per gram with the with the other supplements with the meat based supplements and protein powders and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's fact. So they're not. They're not quite up there. I think the strongest one I've ever seen for vegan protein, I have it, it's like 20 grams. It's always between 14 to 20 grams of protein. Um, my other argument is is that most of us don't need 40 grams of protein unless you're trying to like really like really build some muscle. So if you're not an athlete or a bodybuilder, you don't need 40 grams of damn protein. It's just going to be way, it's just going to turn into fat. If you do that anyway, like, oh, this is better. I'll just take this because it's better. But you don't need 40 grams of protein. You might have been actually fine with the 15 to 20 grams. So um, there's that. Uh, but, you know, this, you know, just a lot of things. A lot of people from the outside looking in, which, you know, we do. You know, we we ju- we are prejudiced society. We we judge. We don't we don't care to, to get into stuff. You know what I'm saying? We don't care to ask questions. Um, hell, I don't even think I asked that many questions before. No, no, that ain't true, that ain't true. No, I actually met a vegan, I asked a gang of questions. Gang of questions. When I finally got a chance to to sit down and just ask, you know, cause, and, but maybe that's different because I was, you know, again, I was I was curious. Like, I tried going vegan, it didn't work. I didn't really have the right plan, didn't know much about it. Did more research about it, met somebody who was a vegan. Asked a whole bunch of questions kind of got uh, a kind of gist of what, you know, kind of what the, the, the general eating, you know, day would look like for me. You know what I'm saying? And my biggest concern was, will I be satisfied? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I eat a lot. And yeah, it's, it's actually pretty good. Um, the only time I ever struggle uh, with the meals when I go over other people's houses uh, for the most part, but that's, that's not a big thing, you know, and I'm gonna always gonna speak about the benefits of veganism. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm a, but let's just be real. You know, if you're not a farmer, and you're eating meat, then you're eating processed food, man. You know that like I I guess I didn't finish that when the dude was talking about oh yeah or the people talking about oh yeah you know he's I I have plenty of antioxidants and I balance my milk and all that kind of little like, but you're not a farmer, you know what I'm saying? So you don't know if that, that meat you got, got steroids or not, you know what I'm saying? And let's face it, most of us ain't buying Kobe beef. Most of us can't afford it, to be buying it at such a, such a high clip to where that's now part of your diet. And even if it was, are you balancing it out properly? You know what I'm saying? Are you eating enough vitamin C to ensure that you're going to absorb all that iron? You know what I'm saying? Is your is like how do you like how do you know that your diet is balanced? I would make the argument that people who change their diet or have altered their diet, no matter how they do it, are more aware than the average person is in what their intake is. How do you know that you're getting a balanced diet? What is a balanced diet? What does a balanced diet mean? What does you know, what does that mean? What are you eating for breakfast? What are you eating for lunch? What are you eating for dinner? What are your snacks? You know, these are the questions like, well, everybody, but, but this is what we're talking about. You see, we're not talking about diet and you're not talking about these things if you're not bringing that up. 
How do you know? How do you know? How do you know that you're getting a balanced diet when every metric in the country will tell you that as Americans, we do not? Now, definitely could go to some other places, some other places around the world. I would assume they have the same influences, historical influences. You know what I'm saying? Um, so what are we really? So what are you saying? No, it's the, the no, the real the reality is, is that you most likely are not. It doesn't sound like when you, when people have like opinions and express themselves like that, you probably haven't looked at anything. It's just opinion. They're just talking out their butt. That's all it is. And you say, oh, yeah, well, did you know that E. coli is... But how does the E. coli get there? You know what I'm saying? I make that same argument about the, the fecal matter in, in the food. I make the same argument about the somatic cells in the milk. How are they getting there? It's not getting there naturally. That's the point. That's the point. When everything is, is, is left to its more natural um, manifestation, things will, things will react differently. And I guarantee you that on average, consumption of fruits and vegetables will give you less issues, less E. coli, than the kind of bacteria and contamination that you will get eating meat. And that's, and that's just based on the facts. It's based on historical data of eating meat, the historical issues that one has encountered eating meat, especially when they want to talk about it uh, underprepared or not well-prepared or there was something bad or what it is just like, okay. You know, um, if I see an orange that look bad, I don't eat it. <laughs> and I probably go find me another orange. You know, I don't understand. I, I don't feel like it's the same thing. I, I don't know if you go hunt that. Like, if I, the, the likelihood of me getting an uncontaminated piece of fruit or vegetable is just so much higher than the, the likelihood of me getting that from an animal that was just killed. Even if it's in the wild, there's a whole bunch of other factors there. And then they're like, well, it's controlled. But we've seen what happens when these farmers are controlling the crops, when they're controlling the plants. We've seen it. So what, like, what, so what are we talking about? That's how you got the pigs eating the filth. They don't naturally eat filth, but they eat that in the cage. That's how you get the mammitis. You get it from these people, and it's from people, oh, well, that's just, all right, but this is a, this is a thing. It's not just one or two farmers. This is how people are producing the food. So either there needs to be some dramatic overhaul of this process, and I'm not, and I'm not against that, or people need to start planning accordingly. We talk so much like that, and I'm going to go back to the hormone, and we talk so much about the hormones. We don't talk about the hormones coming from the milk. We don't talk about the hormones that they're putting into the meat. And the kind of effects that could have. You know what I'm saying? People just hear hormones and just think either... First of all, people hear hormones, they just think estrogen and testosterone. And so that... And, you know, and again, we're in a dichotomous sort of society. You know what I'm saying? It's either or. You know what I mean? And it's so funny that people talk about, like, estrogen. And that's the main thing. Soybeans have estrogen. Because females are considered as something negative. I'm sorry to go Dr. Edwin Nichols on you. But that's what's considered in this this sort of society, the the axiology and the epistemology of Western Europeans is that males good, females bad. They're not talking about extra, you know what I'm saying? Because that 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 would be a part of it. If you're concerned about the hormones, you would be concerned about this testosterone that's in the meat. 
And they do put estrogen in meat too, but it's just like it's just the the focus on the estrogen as a negative thing. You know what I'm saying? You don't think about adrenaline. I'm not saying that they're putting adrenaline, but that's a hormone. You're not thinking about uh, the melatonin, the serotonin. You're not looking. You're not thinking about uh, the progesterone. There's a whole bunch of different hormones, but again. What we do in the society, we kind of limit things. We put them in a box. And they want to put it in a box. They really don't want you to understand what this stuff is. They just like, hey, say yes or say no. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, I told you this has estrogen in it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But there's a lot of stuff that we ingest, that we eat, that have hormones. And science will tell you exactly what hormones are. And I'm using, I'm saying science because, I, yeah, I think it's obvious that, yeah, that's what's usually being brought to me. Either people always want to hear, oh, I want to see the science. I want to see the science behind what it is that you're saying. You know? And I'm giving it to you. That's the science. So deal with it. Point blank. Just deal with it. That's the science. Oh, is that my son coming upstairs? Hold on. Yeah, but that's the science family. So, there you, there you go. Oh, people, science. You know you don't. You know what I mean? And a lot of these quote-unquote sciences are, are stuff like... I would, I would like to see like a real debate. You know what I mean? By two people who are like very intelligent, who are more, cause who are more health-centered, like... I talk about it, but, you know, history is my thing. Then I get into some other sciences before I really get into that. Um, but I would love I would love to see a debate, you know what I'm saying, between the, the media. I don't think it would go over very well. I think a lot of it will come off as, you know, certain people trying to find any an old uh, reason to hold on to what it is that they got. And when people usually don't have any way to defend themselves, what they have to do is disparage the other side. You know what I'm saying? I see this happen quite a bit in defense and I'm in debates. And I'm not saying that it's not uh, an effective tactic in a debate. You know what I'm saying? It can win you some debates, you know, but when we're when we're trying to decipher facts, you know, oftentimes what, what happens is people have to crap on the other uh, side of things because there's not enough benefits they can promote <laughs> on their side. They just can't be easily countered like. You know, if you want to talk about the benefits of what, what's more nutritious, uh, fruits and vegetables or meat, uh, I don't think uh, meat would be winning that debate. Um, I think you would find more people trying to find uh, reasons to excuse uh, why you would eat meat. I think people would say, oh, but you need it uh, for this function or you need it uh, to build muscle or real men eat meat. And when you don't eat meat, you become effeminate and weak and sterile. <laughs> get like family i gotta know i gotta go there do you notice like really really listen to like how they come at certain things they talk about estrogen they talk about sterile so basically they're saying this you know in a man again this is damn what they talk about this is a a man that this is a misogynistic society everything is predicated and focused on the man man benefit so in their in their logic and their axiology. <laughs> what make what makes sense? Uh, I mean, in terms of their value, you know, and but values they value the man's ability to uh, produce babies, like, you know what I'm saying, like sterilize, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's being so like sex, the man's sex. You know what I'm saying? That's being associated with your ability to uh, reproduce, to, to be what we consider a man. You're not a man if you can't have sex. You know what I'm saying? What do you call a man who doesn't have, doesn't have function of his penis? You see what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not telling you what it is, but I'm just telling you, society is already, you already develop an answer in your mind based on the society that you lived in, that, you, that we live in. Okay? So we got to really, really pay attention to that. Um, the This whole effeminate argument, this effeminate argument is something that I see uh, come up all like <clears throat> far, far, far too often. But again, you know, it just seems like it's far too often. The reality is, is that we come from Western society that don't like women. You know what I mean? Like it can get petty. It can, it can get real, real petty. You know what I'm saying? And anything that was uh, seen as a moniker as being masculine meat. Yeah. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't call women meatheads. <laughs> you feel me? That's that, that's just not where we're at. So again, we have to we have to realize that this move towards eating more fruits and vegetables, more health centered stuff, has historically kind of always been looked at as effeminate. You know, when you look at the Germanics and the way that they view the like the Byzantine Empire, for example, which are the vestiges of Greece and Rome, basically just Christian Greece and Rome. Um, you know, you're talking about some of the philosophies and things that they were doing, and they thought that they were effeminate. That's just what it, you know, it's just what it is. They thought they were soft. You know what I'm saying? This is the barbarian telling the educated person that, <laughs> puny, what well, was this work for me? Like, that's what it is, family. That's what it is in a nutshell. You know what I'm saying? I know it took me damn near almost two hours to kind of break that down, by hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes, but that's, that's where we're at. That's what it is, you know? So that's where a lot of this stuff is coming from. This is coming from that just that, and I'm going to loosely use the term subconscious because that's actually been debunked as, as far as I'm concerned and, and, and aware at this point. Um, but uh, it, is, it, it is that it's deeply rooted into the, the framework of how the society thinks. You know what I'm saying? Even to another extent. Um, health, being somebody who cares about your health, up until very re- up until athletes started doing it to prolong their career, right? Uh, health was never really associated with something as being strong or manly. You eat what you want. Real man eat what he want. You know we. You know what was uh, real man uh, do what he want. Uh, uh, weak man do what he can. Something like that, right? So let's just, yeah. Damn, I think I just fucking eat at that point. You know, because like I said, this is more like, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this section, this is more like a tech talk. Uh, you know, we all know about TED Talk, but it's more like tech talk. I'm just talking, you know what I'm saying? Giving that sort of uh, that sort of perspective. But man, word, 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 word. We don't, come on, y'all, we got to do better. With that being said, you know, I think I'm I think I've gassed this topic. Yeah, I'm at 42 for this section. Yeah. So peace, love, and light, y'all. Um still just pushing out this content. You know, I hope you guys like the new approach. I'm not trying to be hella hella formal. I know I was kind of struggling, like, oh, do I go hella formal? I, I just gotta do me and just push this stuff out here. Y'all like it, y'all like it. If you don't, you don't. Cutting back on the cussing. You know what I mean? Uh 
just because I think I'll, I'll probably reach a few more people because I think more people need to hear this. They need to hear uh, this perspective, this side of things. Um, so with that being said, once again, peace, love, and light. This is Brother Technico. Uh, enjoy. Oh, yeah. And just one, one more thing, family. Just before I, like, officially finish... <clears throat> Cause this is a this is a something else like I have to address, and I don't care which side of the fence this is on. <coughs> you knowing the one person, the one <coughs> exception to the rule, does not make what you say is right. And oh my goodness, just because you can find one person who I can find, matter of fact, I can give you a great example. You know what I'm saying? I got a great grandpa who drink on like like no other. You know what I'm saying? But there's people in my family who haven't even drank as close to that and have either had complications, like heart complications, or are dead now. So just because you know that one person, that doesn't make that a fact. That doesn't make that a statistic. You know what I'm saying? You should be really concerned if there is a person, let's say, who's living past their 90s, you know what I'm saying, and the average lifespan is pretty low for all these people who talk about I know people who live to their 90s until they're 100 and why is the average barely higher than 70 and don't even look at men men it's much much lower and these are the ones that's supposed to be eating more of the meat right so let's not let's not fabricate science let's not fabricate statistics with uh quote unquote common sense which is really what we really should call these things is common foolishness there really ain't no such thing as common sense. You know what I'm saying? That got to be developed. No, what we have is common foolishness, like foolishness that is common amongst a whole bunch of people. And I just wanted to take a little bit of extra time to say that. Peace and light, family.